Welcome to the Notes by Your Music Artist Impact Podcast, helping you gain confidence, grow your talent, and advance your impact. Here's your host, Paul Gibbs. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm Paul. Do you ever overthink your music? <laughs> Not really. Do you ever overthink your music? Oh, I'm seeing a whole bunch of hands wanting to go up. Uh, do you overthink everything? All right. Okay. I know. I know. Yeah, I do. I tend to do that as well. You know, we we tend to overthink good things, but I think if we're overthinkers, uh, do we lean toward overthinking the negative stuff maybe a little more than the positive stuff? Anybody's head going up and down? All right. Well, uh, we're going to talk about overthinking our music uh, in this episode, and I think I've got some uh, some tips here that might be of help to you and probably myself as well as we're going through that. So welcome. I'm glad to have you along here. We're going to talk about uh, some tips on, uh, on maybe not overthinking or how not to overthink or maybe maybe how to think uh, in in a, a more positive way about the music. And this applies to original songs, and it also applies to cover songs. It's just our music in general, all right, as we try to, as we try to do this music thing that God is, has put in aside us to do. But first, I want to give you some interesting stuff here. Uh, this is uh, in September. Of course, we're uh, recording this September of 2023. And a couple things that, uh, of interest that happened, I just wanted to share with you. Uh, it was in September of 1933. How many of you remember Booker T and the MGs? Yeah, the song Green Onion. I wonder if they overthought that. Uh, that song, was, that was a great organ. Yeah, the organ was the main instrument in that. It was an instrumental, Green Onion. Booker T and the MGs. Well, Louis, I'm sorry, Louis, Louis Steinberg was uh, an American musician. He was best known as the original bass player for the soul music group Booker T and the MGs. He received a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award in uh, 2007, uh, and he passed away at age 82 in 2016. Uh, You guys might be familiar with the band One Republic. Well, Brent Kutzel, he was a bass guitar and cello with One Republic, uh, and he was born on this day, uh, excuse me, this month in 1985. That would put him the same age as my daughter, Jessica. Yeah, they had a 2013 hit in the UK. It was number one called Counting Stars. All right. And in September 1944, Peter Cetera, who knows who he was, hmm? is, yeah, he's still around. Okay. Yeah. Chicago. One of the lead singers for Chicago. Uh, they had the 1976 U.S. and U.K. number one single, If You Leave Me Now. Well, Peter Cetera left Chicago in 1985. Uh, and then he had, uh, in 1986, he had a number one hit. But again, in the U.S. and the U.K. I'm sorry, it was it was number one in the U.S., number three in the UK, what uh, what song do you guys uh, you guys know what song that was? Uh, I I could I could wait till later to tell you, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you now. It was Glory of Love, and that was a theme song from what movie? Glory of Love. All right, yeah, Karate Kid Part Two. 
That's right. That's right. How many of you remember, I uh, like the band Ario Speedwagon? Yeah, well, it was September. Uh, actually, it was the 13th of September in the year 2015, Gary Richrath. He was a lead guitarist and uh, one of the songwriters for Ario Speedwagon. He passed away at the age of 65 years old. He recorded 12 albums with Ario Speedwagon. And then he left the band in 1989. He released his own solo album in 1992. I did not know that. Okay, Gary Richrath, a great guitar player. I, I one, Ario Speedwagon was one of uh, one of my favorite bands back then. Ario and a couple other bands back in uh, back there. Yeah, he was a lead guitarist, Gary Richrath. And uh, one more, Eddie Money. Yeah, he passed away at the age of ni- uh, of seventy in uh, in twenty nineteen. Yeah, remember the songs Baby Hold On uh, and then Two Tickets to Paradise? Oh, yeah. And Take take Me Home Tonight. Da, 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 da. Okay. All right, Paul, don't. It's, a, it's, a, it's not a music podcast, Paul. Don't sing. Okay. Uh, Baby Hold, Two Tickets to Paradise. Uh, back when I was in secular bands, uh, we played uh, that song, Two Tickets to Paradise. Eddie Money, yeah, passed away in 2019. All right, so there's some stuff for you. Uh, let's talk about overthinking. Now, I don't want to overthink this, okay? I don't want to get too far into this, so you guys let me know if you think Paul is overthinking this. And hey, you know what? Right now, I just want to remind you that uh, we always want to hear from you. If you've got feedback, you got some thoughts, some things to share, some comments, uh, please, we always want to hear from you. Our email is info at notespiremusic.com. Well, uh, you know, I think, and this this article comes to us from Reverb Nation's website, and we're going to share some of this stuff with you and think about it and talk about it. So many songwriters do overthink their music, and it's easy to understand why. Well, if it's not easy to understand, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that, and hopefully, it'll be you know you'll understand why. Our songs, <laughs> our songs are judged. Maybe good, maybe bad, uh, maybe unforgettable, which I guess could fall into either category. And you know what? That judgment can feel personal, doesn't it? So, you know, we want to win over our fans and our audiences, uh, but we also want to avoid that pain of criticism. So what do we do? We don't want to be criticized. We want to be liked. We want our music to be liked. We don't want anybody to hate it. So, how do we do that? Well, I mean, worst, when, worst case scenario, we just quit. But that's, that's not the answer. But we do tend to try to make our music perfect. All right, anybody's hand going up on that? Just one more. Oh, wait a minute. I listened to it again. Oh, that guitar is a little bit too loud there. I could have done that solo better. Uh, that background harmony, uh, I don't know if that's the right part, or maybe it's it's sticking out too much. I hear that. You know, you can, <laughs> you can just go on and on. The, see, the problem here is perfect is not a stationary target. It's a moving target. And if you choose perfection over perfection, progress. Let me say it again. We can't, we can't do this. We can't choose perfection over progress because what happens is some of our greatest assets as music makers will take a back seat to overthinking. And here are four signs. I got four of them for you. Uh, the overthinking might be hurting your songwriting 
for recording progress. And again, as I said earlier, this doesn't apply just to writing music, you know, because this can apply. I have, I've recorded cover songs myself and maybe you have too, or I recorded them. And, uh, you know, so it applies to that as well. All right. So you have probably felt that uh, that whatever you call it when you first create something, it's a you know you wrote a lyric or a chord progression or a beat, and you, and then you felt that positive feeling that uh, that good feeling that good sense of accomplishment you've heard you felt it fade. Yeah, it feels really good when you first do it, and then after you work on it a while, then it fades out, right? I have had it happen to me, but, but it, you know what, friends, that's normal. It's normal. You've heard that track. You've done, you've read those lyrics a thousand times and there's no more mystery waiting. It's done. And that leads to what? Boredom. So you start tweaking that snare drum again. Like I said, you start uh, changing the background vocals. You, you do a different guitar solo. You change the instrument from a guitar to a keyboard solo, you know, and, and meanwhile, guys, you're, you're killing the arrangement. You're, you're killing it. I know that's strong language, but that's what you're doing. And you're cluttering up the mix. It's not, anybody had that happen to you? I have. It, it's, it's not sounding any better. It's sounding different, but it's not sounding any better. So I think what happens is guys, we lose the connection to what we have first, what we first liked about the song. Can you relate to that? You know, I have, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience here. I, I get this song, I get these lyrics, I get the chord progression, I get the basic piano track recorded because that's that's usually how I start. I'll do a scratch piano track, even if I'm not going to use piano, I'll do it with the piano so I can just get the arrangement of the song, and, and then I get all excited. I add this, I add that. And then I listen to it 10, 15, 20 times, and it's just not working for me anymore. Because the, the that initial excitement is gone. All right, so here's some tips on, uh, on what you can do there. Uh, first of all, set a deadline or some, a few deadlines that you, on, on producing, on your production. In other words, production deadlines. That, that tends to speed up the time between creation of the song and releasing the song. All right? So don't just say, oh, I'll, I'll release it when it's done. Because that's too vague, guys. That's too vague. Set some kind of a deadline and a schedule. We're going to talk more about breaking it up into uh, tasks here in a few minutes. But set a deadline. Say, I'm going to have this song done. I want to release this song in six weeks or in four weeks or in two months. Okay, whatever. Get that, get that deadline down. And then accept, accept that you've lost perspective. Accept that fact. Okay, say, okay, I admit that I have lost my perspective, but, but that's, that's okay. Trust that your listeners are going to feel that same energy or whatever that emotion was when you first wrote the song. Because they will. They will. Because remember, when they hear the song, 
they're going to hear it for the first time, just like you did. Okay, is that is that uh, is that sinking in? All right. Um, finally, hey, ask for opinions, ask for feedback from the people maybe that you've collaborated with, either on this song or on other songs. Um, or if you don't, if you haven't collaborated with anybody, if you don't have somebody like that, ask your fans. You know, hey guys, uh, give me some feedback. Just ask a few trusted friends or fans. Uh, and th- you know what? They may confirm your doubts. They may say, yeah, that could be better. All right, uh, that could happen. In in which, <laughs> and if that's the case, maybe you're not overthinking it. Maybe, you know, just a fresh set of ears may guide you into what needs to be changed. But, but more likely, if you can trust me, we don't want somebody who's going to say, oh yeah, whatever, if that sounds great. We don't want somebody like that. But they may say, you know what? It, it yeah. Yeah, they know you, they know your writing, they know your music, they, and they may say, yep, you, you got it, this is a great song. And if that's the case, guys, your work is done. So, the key to believing in that initial emotion, that initial spark that you felt at the beginning of this song, and once again, I'm going to repeat it again, um, because it applies to originals as well as cover songs. Overthinking the music, it sucks the joy right out of the whole process. You know it. I know it. I've had it happen to me, and you've had it happen to you. So please, let's not kill a good idea. Let's not kill a good song by tweaking it to death. There's Somebody said once, uh, a, good, a good production, a good, a good arrangement, a good mix is never finished. It's just surrendered. Okay, all right, that, you know, can take that with a grain of salt or whatever you want to, however you want to deter and uh, interpret that. Your song may already be finished. That's what we're saying. Believe, so friends, believe in that first burst of inspiration. And I like this, set it free. If, if you don't believe it yourself, maybe someone else can tell you that what you've got is enough. What you've got is good. All right. And again, you don't want somebody to just say, oh, yeah, whatever, it's good, great, you know, okay. You don't. You want somebody you can really trust to say that. Okay. All right, number two, you haven't broken your project into individual tasks. So, you know, your overthinking says, I got to finish this song. Overthinking says, I got to get this album recorded. You know, that's big stuff. Those are big tasks. And so what you do when you're thinking that way, I got to finish, the, I got to record this album. Then what your mind is doing, it's racing miles ahead. It's trying to take on, to, to soak up and, and think about and process all of the things that need to be done to finish the song or to record the album. And that's overwhelming. Have you ever felt that? I have. It's just, it's, it's overwhelming. You pretty quickly get overload and your, your brain just fries, or at least temporarily. <laughs> so, you know, I think what we need to do uh, is focus on the next step. And we have talked about this in other podcasts as well. Uh, breaking things down, breaking goals. Uh, we've talked a lot about goals and breaking them down into individual steps. For example, 
All right. If you're having ra- if you're having tr- trouble wrapping up a song uh, or a track or even an album, break it up into individual tasks. For example, complete. I need to complete the lyrics of the second verse instead of I got to get this song done. No, break it up. Say, okay, if you, if you don't have the lyrics done to that, you need one more verse. Okay, well, focus on that one verse. And while you're doing, while you're, how about this? While you're focusing on the lyrics for that verse, try not to worry about what the guitar solo is going to be. Don't, don't even think about that. One thing at a time. Um, devote all of your mental energy to one task at a time. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's deciding on the sound of the synth, the th- synthesizer. You're going you're gonna to do a, some strings. What, what pad, what string pad do you want? What string, what string uh, patch do you want? Um, are you going to use acoustic or electric guitar in the, the song or both? Okay, but focus on one thing. Um, all right, and then organize those tasks. Maybe you've got a, a you know, use a project management tool. A couple of suggestions, suggestions are Trello or Asana. Those are a couple of task management software things that you could use. Distribute your tasks over the following weeks or months and assign them to specific people. Maybe that's you. Maybe, maybe it's just you. Okay, maybe, uh, maybe the, if, you're, if it's a band, maybe, okay, guys, let's get together. Let's decide who's going to do what. In other, in other words, instead of just saying, okay, whatever. Um, let's see. And going along with that, give those tasks deadlines. Because if you don't, you're going to get distracted. I like, I like this. All right. Pay attention. You might get distracted by more inspiring tasks. Oh, boy. Let's talk about this for a second, because uh, this is making the hair on the back of my neck stand up. All right. So, what's a hypothetical situation? Uh, and what, let's go with an original song for, for, this, for this example. Okay. I've got... Uh, I've got a couple verses written. Um, I have the, I have the chorus written. I've got the chords all set for the verses, excuse me, for the chorus. I got that all set. And, um, okay. The next thing I did was I've got the chords the progression for the verses. Okay, that's good. Uh, do I need a bridge? Do I want to put a bridge in this song? Um, I don't know, but I, I don't know. It's not, I'm not, I can't really decide on that. So I, oh, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. How about this for a guitar solo? Oh, this would be really cool. Let's try this. Okay. Oh, that sounds really good. So I work, um, I got this guitar solo cranking and, oh, that sounds really good. Uh, but you know what? I haven't really addressed the issue of the bridge yet. Well, how can I work in the, the guitar solo, all of that? 
I can, I, I need, I need to decide if there's going to be a bridge or not. Okay. Maybe that's not a good example. I, I, I think it's an okay example, but anyway, we, there are, there are certain tasks about producing, writing, getting our stuff out there, uh, that are more mundane and then, um, more exciting, shall we say, tasks that might take priority, but you can only go so far with that. Here's another example. Okay. So when I'm in, when I'm in my recording software and I, I typically, like I said, record a piano, what I call a piano scratch track, whether I'm going to use the piano or not, uh, I always record a piano scratch track. Once I've made, get that, the arrangement down, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, chorus, for example, then I will record a piano scratch track. Well, once I do that, I may have in my mind, oh, all right, the, a bass line, this is going to be really good, or uh, uh, get, get, let's, let's add the drums in right now. But wait a minute. What I've got to do first is I've got to get into my soft, I, I've got to mark on the screen where my verses and my choruses, I've got to put, put markers in there. Because if I don't, I can't find where the second verse starts. I need to put markers where everything starts and, and stuff. All right, that's kind of a mundane task, and I'm not real crazy about doing that, but it's got to be done. It's got to be done or else nothing else, so everything else can flow, can flow smoothly. All right, so there's, there you go. There's an example. So, all right, don't get, don't, don't get overwhelmed or don't get distracted by more, shall we say, inspiring tasks. <laughs> okay, so the key... To pushing through the this this overwhelming stuff is you know and we got to stay here got to say at this point sometimes the problem with overthinking is that you're looking at the whole mountain right think smaller take one step at a time one step then another step then another step all right so number three is strong simple ideas tend to lose out to more complex ones. Now, what do we mean by that? Well, when it comes to popular music, listeners also, excuse me, listeners often have an immediate response to strong, simple ideas, or at least ideas that sound simple. You know, it's a, it's a good chord change because it emotionally moved someone, not because it was a half-diminished chord to a secondary dominant chord. Okay, now too often musicians overcomplicate things because they're insecure. Uh-oh, showing off. Uh-oh, or focusing on theory and gear instead of hearts and ears. Oh, man, Paul, why did you have to say that? I know, I know. Trying to help you out here, guys. <laughs> Don't worry, guys, I'm listening, too. This is, this is sinking into Paul as well. So, you know, throwing complexity into the mix when it doesn't feel natural is not going to do you or your listeners any favors. Now, I know there are some really, you know, it's amazing. I can just, just a side note here that there, it's amazing as you think about popular music over the over the years and how how some songs are so simple so simple piano vocal 
simple chords, but man, are they good songs. Because why? They connect with people. And then there's, you know, take groups like Chicago, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, uh, Steely Dan comes to mind. You know, more pretty complex arrangements and chord patterns and all that stuff. Well, they connect with people too. But why? Not because, you see, so it's not, it's not because it's so complicated. That's not it. There's something else. Why, the, why they're good songs. Okay. You can, <laughs> when the podcast, is, when this is over, you can go and, and think about that some more over some coffee. All right. So if you're overcomplicating your music, here's some tricks, tips and tricks to bring it back to basics. All right, here we go. First of all, find out what was magical about your original demo or your voice memo and strip it back to that. Okay, go, in other words, go back to the very beginning. Mute everything except the vocal and the chord instrument. Hmm. Mute everything except the vocal and the chord instrument. For me, that would be going back and muting all the instruments except the, the, the rhythm guitar or the piano, whichever, you know, whichever was the, the basic chord instrument. And does the song still work? Well... Guess what? If not, you might want to rewrite the song. Hmm. All right. Ask someone who hasn't heard the song before to listen section by section and try singing the parts back to you. Ooh. Let me say it again. Bring someone around that hasn't heard the song before to listen to the song section by section and have that person try singing the parts back to you. Even just the chorus. Or, you know. And if they can't, then the parts might not be simple enough hooks. Interesting. Okay. All right. There's some thoughts for you. Find, go back to the beginning. Find out what was quote-unquote magical. What was so special about the original song um, mute everything except the vocal and the chord instrument, the basic chords, and see how the song sounds. Um, you might want to rewrite the song or part of it. And again, ask someone who hasn't heard the song before, see if they can, if, see if they can kind of feel the song and try and sing the parts back to you. You know, can that, does that hook grab them? All right, could they sing the hook, the hook, the chorus back to you? Interesting. Okay, think about that. All right, we're going to keep keep going here. And the key to keeping your music simple is much of the time, our best ideas arrive early. Much of the time, our best ideas arrive early. So don't forget those early thoughts, those early ideas, that early inspirations. Don't pick the fifth or the sixth or the seventh thing if the first attempt was gold, <laughs> we need to practice leaving a good thing alone. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on. All right. So number four and our final uh, thought here is that you're second guessing every step of the songwriting process. Mm. Well, you know, it's good to have high standards and a lot of ambition in songwriting and song rec- recording. Again, this uh, applies to cover songs as well. Because, again, this is, uh, 
this applies if you're, let's say, you know, you might be, you might do cover songs. You want to do, take a, an existing song, do your own arrangement, do your own, uh, make it yours. Okay. This applies to that as well. But again, guys, things are never going to be perfect. Never. Uh, sometimes when doubt creeps into every decision, yeah, it's because we could possibly and probably need some outside perspective. So, maybe you're cre- you're struggling with creative insecurity. So here's a couple of uh, things we can think about: finding a collaborator, someone who can offset any of your creative weaknesses with their musical strengths. We have found that to happen here at Notes by Our Music when we have, uh, you know, we collaborate quite a bit here. Nate Miller, my partner, and I, uh, we we collaborate a, a, a lot. Uh, also, uh, I've written songs with, uh, for example, my friend Ted Brennan. Uh, we collaborate on things. He he's not a songwriter. He, he doesn't write music, but he boy he can put a he can put words together. And other artists that we've had come in with some thoughts about songs and ideas for songs, uh, and we collaborate. And I'll tell you, it's a great thing. It really is. Maybe you're finding, if, if you think this is my, maybe something you'd like to do, and let me just put a side note in here. Uh, it's, it find, again, find a collaborator who can offset any of your creative weaknesses with their musical and creative strengths. And if you would like to explore that and don't have any other options, please get in touch with us here at Notes by Our Music, and we'll uh, we'll see what we can do to help you out. Yeah, share your music on apps like BandLab or SoundCloud. Maybe that that way you could uh, solicit some feedback from people. Uh, if you want to explore that as well, and you also might consider, if you can, enlisting expert help or professional help from a mixing engineer or a producer or other musicians that, uh, that you, could, uh, you could talk to about that. So, friends, the key to greater songwriting confidence. All right, let's sum this up now. We end this plane. Making music can be a very solitary endeavor. I think we all know that. But you know what? It can also be a team effort. And sometimes, guys, we need others to show us the way. And giving up total creative control, ooh, that's scary. (laughs) Well, it can be. Giving up total creative control, although it might seem a little bit, uh, uh, can also ease our fear. Yeah. So, friends, if you've been overthinking your songwriting or your song production, hopefully uh, this will help you make some progress in those areas. And remember, uh, I think, you know, if we, our biggest takeaway from this one is, you know, our songs can be strong, they can be striking, they can be beautiful, uh, they might be devastating, <laughs> they might be unforgettable. But friends, they are never going to be, quote-unquote, perfect. There's just no such thing. So when you meet doubt and insecurity, offset it with curiosity and being open to new things. And try to finish everything along the way. Think about one thing at a time, one task at a time. Set some goals. Say I'm I'm not and, and break it down into into smaller tasks with a goal 
for getting each one of those done. And I think you're going to find overthinking will kind of take a backseat to being more productive and really enjoying the process more because, you know, that's friends, that's what we should be doing. I know the whole process, everything about it is not always going to be fun every, uh, every second of the, of the process, but there should be a lot of fun and enjoyment in what we're doing. Friends, thank you for joining me for this episode of The Artist Impact. We try to get a new episode out every week for you. And you can find uh, this episode and the others uh, that you have uh, maybe missed along the way or want to hear again. You, all you got to do is go to your favorite podcast site and search for the word Notespire, N-O-T-E. S-P-I-R-E. Our other two podcasts that we do are the Jess Scott Music Hour and the Artist Insight. And that is a series of interviews with independent Christian artists as well. And you'll find all three of those on your favorite podcast site. Our radio station is Notespire Radio, WNSMDB. You'll find that at notespireradio.com. You'll also find that on the Live 365 app if you'd like to check that out on your phone. Remember, we are always uh, looking for independent Christian artist music to consider for our radio station and uh, also for the Jessica Music Hour, one of the podcasts that you'll find on there. And you can send those to info at notespiremusic.com. And finally, we are on Facebook and Instagram at Notespire Music and also Notespire Radio uh, has a Facebook and Instagram page now as well. Uh, finally, on YouTube, you can go to Notespire Music TV. And for all of that, just go to our website at notespiremusic.com. We'll see you next time. And until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. I'm Paul Gibbs. Bye-bye. God bless. Thank you for joining us for the Artist Impact Podcast, a production of Notespire Music, LLC. At Notespire Music, we empower independent Christian musicians to grow their God-given music potential by refining their craft and extending their music ministry reach. Notespire Music, helping you gain confidence, grow your talent, and advance your impact. For more information, visit notespiremusic.com. And join us next time for the Notespire Music Artist Impact.